welcome to Yoga Olami, where we examine the relationship of yoga and mindfulness to people's everyday lives and experiences. I am Dana Baxter. Today, we are talking with Akiva Chalif, a recent graduate of Brown University who is planning a move to Israel in the upcoming year. Akiva sees the community and process of Yoga Utsma as a teach a man to fish type situation. The community has helped to cultivate not only community practice, but self-practice as well. Akiva also sees yoga and mindfulness as a way to infuse routines with healthy practices. And now your host, Monica Sager. Hi, Akiva. Thanks for joining us. Hi. Can you Good tell us here. a little bit about yourself and your yoga mindfulness background? Hi, um, I'm a senior at Brown University. I had sporadically gone to yoga classes um, through Brown University's yoga and mindfulness student group, but I hadn't really ever had a sustained practice. And when I went to those classes, I often felt like I was out of the loop somehow. I got an email from CJP advertising Yoga Otsma, and I was looking for a way to get more active in quarantine. And I met Evan on Zoom, and here we are. What about the previous classes, since they were in person, made you feel out of the loop then? So there was a lot of equipment. It was actually really cool. They had sort of an area where they had the classes where they had sort of mats and blocks and straps, like kind of everything you would need. But not having a lot of experience, I didn't quite know what I was supposed to be doing, what I was supposed to be getting. With the in-person element, there's sort of like comparing yourself to other people. Um, and at the time I was dealing with some, with some back problems. So I often had to spend a lot of time in child's pose during classes. And then also like, it was just a time thing. Like it wasn't something I could really prioritize. So it was something I, I couldn't really advance when I had so many other responsibilities as a college student. And it was just one of many things that I was doing. So then looking at Yoga Otsma with Evan, obviously it's a lot more minimalistic in a sense because there's no equipment. You technically can use a towel instead of an actual yoga mat or just your rug if you have one and we're all alone. So how did that experience then differ from your in-person experience and how did that change how you felt your involvement with yoga? So my first cohort, I actually missed the first week and a half, I think. But because we were on Zoom, all the classes were recorded. So I was able to sort of like, just sort of catch myself back up on our every, day, on our every other day classes within a week and sort of jump right back in where I was at. And then because we also had like sort of remote communication throughout the cohorts, if I had questions about poses, I could always do that. and because we, were, we weren't all physically in the same space, it was very empowering in that I was, be, I was being told to build my own self-directed practice on days where we didn't have class that was actually meeting all together and being led by Evan. So when we learned, when we learned sort of our basic flows, we were also given resources to sort of put together a sequence that works for ourselves and just kind of integrate it into like one of the things we know how to do with our body, like brushing our teeth or getting out of bed or like just kind of stretching at your desk. Like it, it became something that wasn't like, I uh, like, I need to go to Evan and Evan will give me doing yoga, um, yoga to like sort of the, 
if you teach a if you teach a man how to fish versus if you give a man a fish, like if you teach a man how to fish, he'll eat for the rest of his life. If you <laughs> give a man a fish, he'll eat for one day. Um, I feel like Evan's teaching us all how to fish metaphorically um, with yoga. So we don't necessarily need to be in a cohort or actively doing yoga with the whole group to feel like we're part of a community and have like a meaningful practice that makes us feel healthier, so. I love that. And then along those lines, since you are apart from everybody, did you still feel connected though? It's funny, the, like from earlier in this conversation when you said like you're all alone, like I haven't felt that way throughout all of this. It's sort of like, it's definitely a heightened level of I guess privacy, which I think is also like beneficial, sort of like I was saying earlier, where if, if you wanna turn your camera off and like, and like wear nothing, you can do that. Um, I, it's not usually my choice, um, but you. But there's not sort of like the pressure and the sort of stress that comes from like looking at looking at yourself in comparison to everyone else. It's like only the community aspects. Um, I especially like it when when I'm kind of like just kind of my personality. You guys know, like I'm on the louder end, so. I will often like just ask questions about the poses in class and I like leave my mic on and I wish everybody did that because <laughs> I really like would enhance my experience. Um, but I totally wouldn't feel, um, I totally wouldn't feel comfortable enough to do that in um, a real yoga class unless like the, unless like yogi was, or the yogini was walking around and checking people's poses, then maybe I would ask. But it's, it's kind of like, it's easier to get that one-on-one -on -one help, I think. So then did you ever have a moment where you had to spend a lot of time in child's pose since you did say that was uncomfortable almost for you in the past? Oh yeah, like there have been so many classes where, and I have spent half of the time in corpse pose, but hey, I got the first 15 minutes in and you're sort of like, it keeps you in the habit of having a regular practice, um, especially towards the beginning. I um, I had I had a lot of, um, issues because like at the beginning I didn't have a mat and then eventually I got a mat so sort of built my own setup which is another thing that was great is that like I wasn't like you like being able to not have to buy equipment when you're starting out is awesome but also like being able to sort of build your own space and routine is fantastic also so there's benefits to both I think um I had some issues towards the very beginning especially before I had a mat where I was having trouble staying in downward dog for long periods of time because I didn't have like strong enough forearm muscles to sort of transfer my weight properly onto my hands. Um, so I would often get like get, and because of my like pre-existing issues I had had from, that are no longer like a day-to-day -day problem like they were when I was in physical therapy a couple of years ago, I would, I would go too hard at the beginning, um, like really pressing in and putting too much pressure on my hands and wrists as they were getting stronger and then end up really sore. So. Um, have, being able to go in child's pose and also like because we're not all facing forward often like sometimes you'd be the one who's in corpse pose the entire time and sometimes you just see your friend lying on the floor <laughs> um, and it was it was just very much like because I think our social worlds have been limited in such a way social distancing and our campuses being shut down for the most part these like the connections through our activities i think are even more central than they might have been before so 
being able to like see your friend in child's pose and uh, child's pose or in corpse pose for the entire class and send them a message being like hey like, i totally feel you i'm right there with you and sometimes you're the person in corpse pose like i don't know it's it's a very like evans managed to create an environment and i think the whole community create an environment that's really um like judgment free and like just unapologetically positive about things like that so i love that have you seen yoga helping you in other ways throughout the pandemic? Um, absolutely. So I've been wanting to get into strength training for quite a while. I kind of always find myself hitting a wall and and um, feeling like I just didn't have enough wrist, wrist strength. And for a long time, I thought that that was just sort of like inherent to my anatomy. But after having been doing yoga, yoga for the last couple of months, I've realized that it's, it's a training issue that just is, is kind of like the first hump to get over. And I've just gotten to the point where I'm like, I can comfortably pick up weights now and I'm not concerned that I'm gonna hurt myself. So it's, it's sort of ended up being cross training for something else that I really wanted to pursue. Um, and then just in terms of, I guess, like my overall well-being, it's, it's been great to have sort of a social outlet and connect with people from other campuses. That's been fantastic. And also just like, we're sitting a lot more than I think we would otherwise. And it gives me like, oh, it gives you a really good reason to get up regularly. <laughs> so I guess. I love all of that. And how about in your like day to day life? How has yoga and mindfulness impacted that? I think all those things I just mentioned are like pretty core, I guess, to my day to day life. We used to have all these times in our lives that we would have the ability to like transition from one activity to another like walking across campus from building to building, um, running, like running errands now, like at least in my household, like everything is delivered and it's pretty infrequent. Um, so often you, I find myself scheduling Zoom events back to back and having that like three clearing breaths that we've talked about, um, that we talked about and we often take before we start our sessions. I've been using that um, in a lot to sort of replicate a little bit of that transition in times where it really feels like we're jumping from one thing to another, from one Zoom to another Zoom. I like that. So along those lines, do you suggest that every student practices yoga or mindfulness? I think that it's really powerful for a lot of people. I think everybody should try it, but um, some people just, some people just like, some people just like find their place in I think other forms of exercise or so I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's for everyone, but I think it's worth trying for everyone because I think it's really good for a lot of people. So. so I'm looking at your own personal life. I know that you are moving to Israel in relatively near future. How do you think your practices will possibly change or even benefit you in this major life change? So I'm really excited about I'm hoping this community remains accessible to me remotely. I think that it kind of was built and will continue remotely. So I'm happy to to sort of have a clear way to stay in contact with, with friends. And um, I feel prepared to stay active. Even um, I'm going to, I'm hoping to mid next year be doing a full-time Hebrew language Olpan. Um, so studying Hebrew for, um, a, for a couple of months full-time next year. And during that time, um, I'll be back in more of a regular student routine. And I know like, I don't need anything other than my mat to make sure that my body is still feeling really healthy and strong. Um, and that's pretty amazing. So 
So that's really cool. Yeah. And also there's other people from the program who are in Israel. So I'm looking forward to meeting some of you in person if any of you end up in Israel. Do you think professionally yoga or meditation will affect you? I don't know. I don't know what my professional life's going to look like at all. <laughs> so I don't really have an answer for that. So then to kind of switch the question, does yoga or meditation help you come through that confusion or chaos? It's definitely been one of, one of several things that sort of grounded me through this time. And I also think like through like all these different life changes that I'm experiencing, but we're all experiencing also um, with, with all the things that are changing in the world and then just the time period that is college. I definitely think that having like physical wellness contributes to overall wellness. It's helped me weather the changes of the last year and I expect that it'll help me weather the changes of next year as well. So I think I have one last question then for you, Akiva. Is there any final things you'd like to leave with our audience about yoga and meditation, your practice, your process in general? I'd say it's, Yoga Otsuma is a really, really inclusive community. Um, I think it's, it's one of the strongest and most diverse Jewish communities that I've been in. And I, I really deeply appreciate that experience um, on both on both a um, both a Jewish community level and also just as like a general experience. Um, I think that if you have the opportunity to try yoga and mindfulness, even if even if you've had mixed experiences in the past, if it's something you're curious about, um, if it's something you're curious about, it it sh it should be able to be for you, and it can be for you if you want it to be. So, in the past, I've heard of Jewish yoga and it's always sort of involved involved like infusing yoga practices with like blessings or other sort of like Jewish prayer. I'm modern orthodox so I'm not it never really matched with sort of my idea of what kind of Judaism is comfortable for me and what I really appreciated about Yoga Otsma is that even though it's like a Jewish civilization space, there's not a religious component, at least for me, to the yoga practice itself. It's something that's in, that's part of Jewish community, but not part of Jewish religion. And I like it because both for people who are more secular and people like me who are on the more Orthodox side of the Jewish spectrum, um, both of us can connect um, and not feel alienated from the same practice and being community together. So, so I've really appreciated the fact that this practice is broad enough to hold a really wide swath of juice. Thank you so much for joining us, Akiva. I appreciate you taking the time to talk with us today. Thank you. Again, this is Yoga Olami. Make sure to tune back in two weeks for another edition to hear about yoga and meditation within another walk of life. Again, I'm Dana Baxter, and on behalf of Monica Sager, myself, and the Yoga Olamit staff, thank you, and we'll see you next time.